Welcome back to the Boardroom Banter Podcast, where we take a deep dive into the journeys, ideas, and reflections of the incredible people who are building a better tomorrow. This is a conversation by builders and for builders. Whether you're building a career, your skills, a startup, or even a life that you can be massively proud of, we give you an exclusive behind-the-scenes look into the thoughts and stories of our amazing peers and mentors who are doing just that. So sit back, take a deep breath, and get ready to step into the boardroom. You get me. You're sure now saying this Elon Musk topic mm. is of high demand. I need, to read, I need to read the actual article. I've just seen the headlines, in fact. And you get a snippet and then we read it to our lovely viewers who we welcome back to Founders Friday. This is Founders Friday, is it? This might be this might be our 10th. Let me just confirm. This is our Founders Friday 010. 10 Fridays in. Guys, and we absolutely, absolutely love the fact that we came up with this idea. Let's just start there. Giving you guys a bit more insight into our daily lives, our successes, our failures, mostly failures, um, <laughs> and the things that we celebrate. Last week's episode was deep. Sean, I was That's talking true. to people and they were giving me feedback. Yeah. They had people crying, bro. No way. Kidding, of course. Oh, <laughs> ah. that have been cool, though. Cried. Shout out to Rockia. Shout out to Rockia. <laughs> DJ Yuri, say hello to the people. How are you doing? How was your week? Let's 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 even start there. How was your week? Yo, my week was uh, pretty interesting because I could barely do anything else than just managing my 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 music libraries and everything because we had an event um yeah i haven't really caught up on anything else that has just been my whole week just being on my serato you know crates trying to arrange everything but you know i just came back from my dj classes so it's it's amazing beautiful man shout out to um last night we had local noisemaker day was fabulous fabulous dj Yuri on the decks of course our local noise maker was also there making noise yeah and the the party was really great i mean people showed up we had a great time and yeah we we're able to celebrate omina as 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 we should you know now you've set a really high bar for people's birthday parties oh yeah it's a bit ridiculous now because <laughs> You know, we're now going to have to start thinking, okay, snap, it's my birthday. I need to celebrate it like twice now. Once <laughs> twice over. I did twice the time. Get, rent out a club, have it at the club, <laughs> you know. Um, but that was like, really nice. I, anyway, I like, you, you turned your birthday into a, a business opportunity. Exactly. Because we paid to show up. <laughs> you know, now that I think about it, actually. <laughs> Omina Omina got us to pay for his birthday party. I, I think that's uh, that's not entrepreneurial. I think that's great. Yeah. Shout out to my mom for what happened 23 years ago on April 9th. Yeah. And my dad 
Yeah. And I'm like, I called them actually. (laughs) Yeah. I called them yesterday, but then now they called me on my birthday. And guess what? My dad goes, so when you come back to Kenya, I'd love to talk about this thing I saw. What's it called? Bitcoin. Mm. That's what he said. Interesting. And I want to learn how to, what it's all about. Yeah. And how to invest. That's so cool. I was shook. I was so shook. I mean, the world is in shambles right now and people are looking for places to put their money in that would grow. Speaking of people putting their money in places for it to grow, Mm. did you get that Elon Musk article? Yeah, no. Elon today is is doing he's doing Elon things. You you know when you when, when you think of a billionaire, you know how billionaires in movies are these guys who yeah you know go out buy buy a yacht buy a bunch of businesses do cool stuff. Elon is typical you know comic book billionaire because he's he's known to really like Twitter. I mean if you've been on his Twitter, he's he's an absolute character on it and so today actually so actually at first a week ago or so he bought about what was it 9.2 percent stake in twitter and that was pretty significant it made him the largest shareholder of of twitter period like individual shareholder and i i believe it was about two days ago they were about to put him on the board, right? So to be a board member. And he declined. And, you know, most of us thought that was very weird, right? Like, okay, you bought the thing. So we thought, okay, um, yeah, you know, maybe, maybe he's not, he's opting not to be on the board because he wants more freedom to do stuff. Um, there's also a thing there where as a board member, you're capped in terms of share ownership to, I think, 14.5%. And so, you know, maybe guys are like, hmm, Maybe he just does. Maybe he wants to buy more stock and have more freedom to say whatever he wants. Because when you're on the board, I'm sure these these things you can or can't say. But today, now he comes out and says, "You know what? I'm making an offer to buy Twitter for a whopping forty-one point three nine billion dollars, and he's gonna buy it at a thirty-eight percent premium." So whatever the share price is that it's trading publicly, he's gonna buy it at a at, at a thirty eight percent premium. What does that mean? So meaning if if Twitter stock right now is worth um, let's say, uh, forty dollars or something, mm-hmm. right? That's what it's being publicly traded as, and you and I can go out and like buy Twitter stock for that amount. Forty dollars. But now because he's wants to take over and buy a majority of you know shareholding in this mm. thing he's offering to tar a premium on what they're you know it's like you want to buy a phone and lots of people want that phone but he you, you buy it at us you, you bid it at a higher price so that's what he's done and he's filed intention to to take over Tita and yeah as as to whether it you know, Twitter have to decide at the end of the day. I mean, like, you know, you don't just wake up one day and say, yeah, I want your company. Who I have the money. Isn't he, is he the largest shareholder? Yeah, but that's only 9.2. Now he's trying to, you know, 
totally buy like buy out the company, buy the company. You get so that's a decision that you go, Elon. You know, it's it's like today, you're like, mm, I really like Snapchat, I use it a lot. Mm, I have money, ah, let me go buy this thing. Musk is crazy. Who knows what he's trying to do with Twitter, but I really think you know he's he's on a path to change the world, you know. Uh think okay. of SpaceX, yeah. think of Tesla. I mean, this he's he's doing it and now he wants to go into you know media, so to speak, through Twitter. Should, should be interesting, an interesting guy to keep track of. Yeah, it's an interesting question. If you say you are a multi-billionaire right now, you're uh-huh. You're an Elon Musk in your own right. Yeah. Money, power, influence. Which company would you want to buy? Could be in any industry. Sports, entertainment, any industry. Which company would you buy? And why? <laughs> Man. Okay, you've you widened the scope too much, but... I think I would buy Spotify. Yeah, just based on my interest for music and seeing how they're evolving um, into literally being the, the majority leader in in their space. I think I would, I would really go with Spotify. Like I really, really look forward to to being a part of Spotify in the future. Not probably in the capacity of an employee. But you know, if I have the opportunity to actually buy the company, then I would, I would, I would do it. To be honest, uh, I just love everything about the company, uh, and you know the opportunities they're creating within Africa. Um, I think it's something I would do. But if it's like I really want to make big, big, big money, I'll probably go into uh, renewable energy at this point. Because literally, if you look at the way the world is moving, that's the direction we're going. So I might buy a Tesla. <laughs> Damn. Damn. Sean. <laughs> I think Yuri owns Spotify. It's so right. Yuri owns Spotify right, right Sean, now. it's your turn to buy one. No, Spotify and or Tesla. Or Tesla, or both. Or both. So Yuri owns Spotify and Tesla. Damn. And it says, ah, Sean... Yeah. What do you buy? <laughs> I feel like this is how those billionaires just sit around. I genuinely think that's what they do. They say, oh, they who can buy. out? Yeah, who can <laughs> out buy? You know, we're, 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 on, we're on holiday with our families, like on the yacht. Like, like oh, you know, this, this month I bought so and so. Omina's like, oh, no, I bought this and this. Yeah, I think that's what they I do. Bought <laughs> I bought an airline. I bought the news. <laughs> Uh, I think okay. If it was up to me, uh, what 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 company would I buy? You know, most most likely someone who's. Um, I think, I think I'd buy. I'd buy a bank. You know, like especially. I I like equity bank. You know, like equity bank. That is such an interesting answer, Sean. Let me break it down. No, I, I just think... Yeah. First of all, they're on the ground. You know, one thing about equity is they're not like these bougie, bougie banks. Um, during, my, during my time working at Visa, 
you know, of course, you have visibility as to, you know, how banks are performing, who's using and, you know, whatever. I liked Equity's model of, you know, getting the everyday person to relate to banking and, and you know, get onto their platform, etc. I'd buy them and, you know, push a bit more digitization, but also I think they're well poised to be big in like East Africa or Africa because they've, they've figured out how do we get the, the farmer, you know, how do we get the, the person who's traditionally overlooked by banks into our bank? And I, I think that's a good mindset that I'd be curious to see how it could be scaled across the continent. I'd buy a bank. Um, but if we were to look at big, big fish, you know, equity is not a, a big fish. Uh, you know, sure. let's, okay, no, no, they are, but I mean, relative <laughs> to some of the companies you guys are saying. We love you, James Mangi. James Mangi, we love you. Um, I I think I'd buy, uh, I, I, I think, which company do I like? One of these, Akina Apple, you know? Tech tech. Yeah, yeah. Get, I can tech you tech. You did a big tech. I I'd, I'd, I'd a big tech. I, I, I like I like Apple. Apple. But but not that. Mm. I don't I, I don't know. Their device game is on point. So I'd probably buy that. So that once they get into flying cars in like 15 years, because you know, these guys, they're gonna make an an Apple everything at this point. So yeah, I think Apple, Apple, Apple or Equity Bank. Mm. What about you? So I was just thinking, right? There. Yeah. The reason why I wouldn't buy into big tech mm-hmm. is because it's such a competitive. I wouldn't have. I'd have so much work to do. <laughs> yeah. You know, like. And you have a target on your back. Exactly. Also. It's like the competition in that industry. Mm. is like super crazy um so if i was i'm gonna i'm gonna say three other industries companies and industries industries that i'd focus on right yeah first i'd buy a sports team let me know rant this much the united this much the united has problems yeah and i feel like me and my friend yeah I'd buy it yeah, and then i just save it. <laughs> If I buy it, they just form a board mm. with my friends from the neighborhood yeah. who we play FIFA with. And we just streamline this squad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but there's 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 big money in in sports and I'd have fun. Um I'd have fun doing it. I would have said I'd have bought a Formula One team, but I'm not that into Formula One. It's still oh, it's, it's still big money. Mm. They got you guys thinking, haven't I? Um, but yeah, I'd I'd buy a sports team, most likely Manchester United, um, and run it how it should be run. Next, I'd buy a content distributor. Mm. So a Netflix ish. Oh, yeah. Not really social media. Ah, I get you. Social media, there'd be too many. It's all this legal stuff. Mm. <laughs> Honey, what, what are you trying to do so on what? your platform? <laughs> no, no, not that. Like, I'm not trying to regret buying it. Oh, I shouldn't have bought it. Yeah. You know, 
So what's the easiest way for me to have? So like with a Netflix, I can look at the context of Africa that you brought in as well. Like I can really focus on putting more content up there, mm. right? Netflix introduced um, a section called short videos, right? Mm-hmm. And it's after Pete Davidson did the SNL thing. And it's it's another avenue for 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 content creators, right? To go more producer-ish, you know. Um, and if you look at the rise of other platforms like um what's it called? Is it Disney Paramount Plus? Is it oh. something like that? And then Peacock, you know, all these different content distributors and yeah. production house supper. So that's something I'd I'd enjoy. I'd enjoy leading and leading strategically. Oh. Right. And lastly, I'd buy an automaker. So see how you bought like a Tesla. Mm-hmm. I'd buy like either on like a company that makes private jets. Oh. Because people, people is buying private jets. Like yeah. think, how many private jets would I need to sell a year to make bank? But how much does it cost to make those jets? And maintain. And yeah. maintain. I don't need to maintain. Because see, I've sold it. There's that also. I have an idea though. I right, talk to us, <laughs> Like recently, when I was I was I was scrolling through TikTok, I someone I'm a big fan of Gulfstream, right? I I love the G seven hundred. That's a dream plane that I always want to have. And you know the, the the thing is, something came up. Someone was just talking about the price of a plane. It was a couple of millions, right? And I was like, probably in the future which I highly predict is that also many Africans will be flying around within the continent with, with private jets, right? What if I just start like an Uber for private jets in, 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 in the, on the continent, whereby people will be able to rent out these planes and fly from Kenya to Nigeria or from Nigeria to Ghana or from Congo to South Africa all over the continent without any problem because you know we recently just had that the people who will be flying back home and that might have to do like three stopovers imagine if you just had a private jet that you could rent out brand new and just fly to you know your destination with so much luxury i'm really thinking about that but again i need to bankroll uh that kind of idea to be able to be successful uh with it but that's just my thought you know renting out uh private jets at scale you brought something interesting up and so um with what i'm trying to accomplish this year with events right i'm trying to trying to see just how deep i can go with understanding culture on the continent so I was, I was thinking, okay, so which, which country could I fly, which African country could I fly to in June, yeah. right? That's, um, that's pretty, you know, affordable, you know, pulling networks, backpack around, you know, just for a week, wouldn't mind the adventure. And so I was like, oh, I think I'd really want to go to Tanzania, right? And the flight is about 
about $150. But I've been having conversations with different people and just doing research that it's much, so for example, it's much cheaper to fly to Dubai than it is to fly to Ghana or yeah. Africa or whatever. And how you know, we, we tend to think and speak about the fact that Africa is very accessible to us right now as young people, right? With the fact that you know, we're in LU, um, we're much more connected than ever before. Even with COVID and much of that stuff, I still feel like you know we've we're even more connected now, right? And it's like what we think about some of the small things that need to change to enhance that um, that regional integration that could be achieved, yeah. like you know, with the Africa Free Trade Area, you know, aimed at accomplishing something similar to that, right? Why? How strategically are they approaching it? Who's they? Like governments, um, mm. policymakers, private companies, mm. right? Because I don't. What is the right choice Tanzania is because it's it was it was that cheap for me to fly there. Um, I don't know what I'm trying to ask. I don't. Know, I'm just brain <laughs> dumping right now. Yeah, it's it's definitely a a tricky one because <clears throat> I remember when 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 I was in, when I was working in Ghana, at some point we needed to go check out some investors in Nigeria, and there I was in Ghana, like trying to figure out how do I get to Nigeria, which is you know in theory just there. Let me tell you, first of all, even just getting a visa, I couldn't. You know, they said, no, you have to get a visa to go to Nigeria from your home country, right? And, you know, you'd think that there'd be visa on arrival or whatever, but they're like, okay, no, not, not if you were going to Ghana and then now you're deciding to switch to now go to Nigeria. You get like, you can't, you can't do what, guys in Europe do where you just backpack. You just go from Italy, then you go to where, Portugal, then where, and then, and then UK, and then, nah, none of that. And, and, and I think in time, policy will align. I, I think what's, what's beautiful that's happening now is, I think so. yeah, I mean, what, what's, what's happening now with, even last week, DRC was added to the East Africa community uh, of, of commerce, whatever. Meaning that with my passport right now, I could go there and just chill. Like I wouldn't have to go through hoops and ladders, mm. etc. Because with our East Africa community passports, you know that automatically gets us access into these different countries. And I think when we start, I'd rather have to get a visa for a West Africa block than yeah, have to do blocks, yeah. than have to do individual countries you get what i'm saying like if someone wants to come to kenya from south africa i think it would make more sense from a block standpoint where they have their south africa whatever thing and they just need to apply for a east africa you know how when you're going to to europe or whatever you get this um what's it called schengen 
or Schengen. I don't know. I don't know what they call it. <laughs> but that that that's that's mm, pass. That gives you access. It right? Now gives you access. You just have to say, okay, what's your plan? Like, which which where are you going to like be going through? And and I think that just makes so much more sense. Um, but an, an interesting um, an interesting like caveat to that that was that one of my friends had brought up once was okay. What happens when we open up borders? You know, we're saying we want to open up borders. Mm. What happens when guys from countries that are just not functioning, they all decide, hey, us, we are out of here. We are all going to Kenya. We are all going to Ghana. We are all going, you know, like, because it's a thing. There's some countries that genuinely are not functioning. Yeah. So I, I, I think it'll just be a bit chaotic when you've got these wide open borders. Um, and you've got people from places that they genuinely have every reason to be leaving, going into the next door country that seems to have, you know, quote unquote, grasses greener type opportunities. There's that concern, you know, to, to it, because we're not all on the same level of opportunity, same level of governance, this, that, um, that's a, that's an interesting thing just to, just to keep in mind, but, um, yeah, I, I I I think I wanted I wanted us to discuss something, right? When we when when we previously talked about okay, you know, which company would we buy? Uh, that that kind of thing. Just looking at what Elon Musk is doing, you know, it, it would be interesting to hear you guys' thoughts because it's something that I walked in here just thinking about. What are you guys' thoughts on? You know how Big Sean in that in that in that song was like. You know, one one man can change the world, right? Man or woman, one individual can change the world. Mm. And just looking at, you know, someone like Paul Kagame, we we had um, Kivuka recently the the memorial for the yeah Kivuka. Really. Hiya. Tell us in the Hiya. chat. <laughs> Tell us in the comment section. Uh-huh. Randans, are we butchering the, the 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 name? But yeah, and 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 it's the 28th year of the memorial of the um genocide against the Tutsi, which I mean, you know, you, you find an an one single individual, uh, quote unquote single, but of course there's other people, but you know, Paul Kagame as a leader. You see, he really took a country and he had a vision for it, liberated them from their internal struggles and, you know, changed the quote-unquote world, you know, like changed the world, the world, you know. So I'd, I've just been reflecting on an individual's power, like to what extent can one person really like change the world? And I really think where it all comes from is that ability to be able to inspire willing followers to achieve something that you believe in. Because if you look at those specific individuals in you know, the different phases of life they have been in, even Jesus, he had his disciples who totally believed in, 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 his, in, his, you know, in his mission and everything that he was doing on earth. So it goes back to, you know, I have this big idea or I have... I see there's a gap. 
and I'm not happy with how things are managed or being run away and something needs to change. I need to stand up and be able to identify, you know, a few other people who believe in what I want, uh, what I, I believe in, and then we create a community around it. And I think that's that's how change starts, by the way. It always, you always hear, it always starts with one person, right? But you should have that ability to, you know, speak into the hearts of people and then things start. Like, just look at Nelson Mandela, man. Crazy, right? He was in jail, but you can imagine them, the, the vibration that was being created in South Africa, even while he was still behind the bars. And you see how he inspired that to even his his wife, how he inspired that to you know other 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 African leaders, he how he even inspired that to you know other uh, countries like Europe that were really pushing and saying that you guys need to need to let Mandela out. So I think we need. I think what do you think? Do you think the leaders who are more charismatic would would make a good fit for this? I think Boni would make an amazing fit for this. Amazing fit for what? What are you trying to fit me into? I want to enter, actually. <laughs> charismatic leader who would change the world. Um, and do, do you think charisma is a function, like a core function of... Define that, right? Um, charisma... I don't know what you just typed into your phone, but that was not that charismatic. Was not <laughs> Exercising a like charismatic, an adjective. This is according to because when you when you search it on Google, so it comes up. Exercising a compelling charm which inspires devotion in others. Definition number two, relating to the charismatic movement in the Christian church. Interesting how a lot of things tie back to. Anyway, so exercising a compelling charm which inspires devotion in others. I feel like it is a factor, right? So yeah. Yeah. So like when we look at the global, ooh, perfect. Right, here we go. So we can see how the president of Ukraine approached the conflict that was going on and the conversations that he triggered. On on his style of leadership, right, and on the actions that you know followed, the actions that he took to show that you know he was present. He was present in in the suffering that you know his people are going through. He was present in the fact simply by also not not taking the option of you know flying away, <laughs> and. At the same time, you know, back to what you're saying about one man can change the world. I know we 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 didn't we didn't speak about this, um, but I think this would be a good time to bring it up. The incident that we saw at the Oscars, right, with Will Smith. So I was I was in the middle of reading his book. <laughs> I don't know if this was happening, and. I took a step back from reading the book or like from reading the book and also just analyzing him as a person. Right. And what I mean by this is 
I was very curious to see what will happen after. Right. Um, you something I've been I've been reflecting on with um the entertainment company that you and I are running and a lot of what I'm building around my individual brand. And to think of you can spend so many years investing your time, energy, and hard work into something. But just one one bad decision just puts a dent. But I'm not gonna say Campbell's, I'm not gonna say it 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 really puts a dent, and that dent is there to stay, right? So there is a lot of pressure with that statement of one man can change the world, right? But it's still a man, like by man meaning a human being, <laughs> you know? So I don't know. I didn't, I didn't like how, like what I saw from, from him with everything. But again, who am I to judge, you know? Are we, are we as young leaders, entrepreneurs, like the people that, that you brought up, um, the Kagames, the Mandelas, if you listen to how South Africans speak on the history of Mandela and some of the wrong decisions that he made, you know, they're not going to, to the global community, he's a revolutionary leader, but to the locals, it's, oh, yeah. you could have done better for us. Because South Africa is not in a better place. I don't know, right? Just me speaking from my place of ignorance. Um, I don't, maybe they're in a better place, but from the conversation that I've had, they could be in a better place right now if mm. he had done. So it's a, it's a thing of just trying to understand how, who are you factoring into the decisions that you're making with the conversations that I've, that you and I have been having with the people that we're trying to loop in and work with in Omian Project, biggest question we ask is, you know, how can we exchange value? And that coming from a point of, you know, we really value these people, you know, we we generally want to work for them and help them build their careers has really inspired a lot of loyalty, both here in Mauritius and, and back home. Back home in Kenya, I'd be curious, Sean, when you were when you were running Project Exponential, you were also, at least with 2020, the people that you were running it with were in different localities. Oh. How was it keeping people on the same page? It was, it was interesting. Um, I think as well, COVID, so lots of... Um, lots of changes structurally. So you you can't, like we couldn't do in-person workshops the way we liked to do, et cetera. Um, and so I think, I think back to that thing of, okay, what, what change can I personally make and influence that, you know, in, in light of shifting situations or whatever, like, this thing is still able to stand, this thing is still able to run. And yeah, you, you know, we might say one individual can change the world, but you know, when we look at the, when we look at that definition of charismatic, it, 
there's a heavy element there of can you inspire other people to work towards something or to buy into something and i think that's 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 one thing i had to figure out you know how how can i get people who are super talented super dedicated to you know this this whole mission that we have at px of um equipping young people with skills tools networks they need to um you know make it out there in the real world i found that building a good team helps right and it's easier to keep to build a good team what i found was it's harder to keep a good team you know um especially at this at this stage of life where bro like most of us at some point now are going to uni right um people have flown out someone has gone to us someone is in netherlands someone is i don't know where you know like it 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 got super difficult to keep those individuals around um and you know to to keep the fire burning in the same way so yeah i mean i mean y- you find that it's important going back to what we were talking about in our last episode of understanding what season you're in and whether this is the season for you to be changing the world or taking a back seat and doing something else you know so for example right now i don't do much project x stuff cuz i'm a chair fighting to get a degree and <laughs> you know at first i was like oh let me go bag a degree eh hey, the word bag is standing to you know now it's a war out here it's not as easy as 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 they make it look and so yeah just understanding hey look i i know that i can get back onto this ball and push it far but yo like these other things i need to first get in line and other experiences i need to have and and learning that i need to do in order to be that person who can change all right because if if you're not changing the world right now it means that there's a certain level of growth you need to undertake as an individual to be the kind of person that people are following people are trusting people are you know rooting and 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 working with rooting for and working with so what if mm. what if i don't want to change the world what if i'm good and that's okay mm. you know we, we don't talk about that enough like that exactly what if you just genuinely don't want to be that person you know and it's okay like because if everyone wanted to no i think it's good if everyone wants to change all but you, you see the question now you must ask yourself is uh, in what capacity mm-hmm. right because we assume that you have to be the face of this thing and the this of that and the you know founder and the ceo and all these different titles but you know you could be on the marketing team for a company that's changing the world and those posters that you make are killer and they go out people see them and people get converted into the mission you're changing the world you know like mm. you're doing something so i i think we glamorize that whole thing oh change the world oh, we must be elon musk there doing ted talks and this that bra you could just be doing a really good job at whatever it is that you do and it's made someone happy or it's made someone think deeply about the thing that you're passionate about or it's brought awareness to something that you're you're, you're really um you know you're really you you feel deeply about or you've helped someone 
who now goes on to create change in a community or you just raised really fantastic kids you know like they'll go mm. off to you know go into the world and 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 make changes that's you change in the world you know or you've taught a classroom of people something that you know you, you know like we think change in the world is this whole big thing but i think it's the small things that people do every day that add up to a changed world you guys think hey that's a tweet man hey, hey, who are right you? <laughs> you guys think it'll ever get to a point when you just don't want the responsibility anymore i feel like uh, the days either those either those tough days wow i hear that i'm like i wish someone else could do this mm. to have this meeting with this person design this event like yeah. either those days i don't know um you do you think that it'll ever get to a point when you're like all right <laughs> i'm out of here We'll take a sabbatical mm, I, i just want to go live in the woods uh you know it could reach that people get like that you pull a kanye you get mm. a ranch out in my mind could be sooner that than you guys think so <laughs> yuri well i think of course yes there are those there are those days or there are those seasons that we might all get to and we we feel that we've 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 ran our race like we've we've really ran that marathon right and we now want to pass the baton down to someone else who's you know coming in with so much enthusiasm and wants to you know probably in this context grow a company to you know a greater scale then i feel that it's okay to to step down and probably instead of being ceo become chairman of the board or you know etc 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 I I don't see it as a as as something wrong. It's if you take like a case study um an example would be Henry Ford. Right? He was extremely old but he didn't want to leave Ford, right? He didn't want to step up on that position of being CEO and probably let his son take up that role. and it was it was because you know he had trust issues with his son and there's just so many things that are coming up he you know he was so limited in his in his vision for for Ford because now the world has changed right no one wants to have us just one type of model being produced people want variety right that suit their suit their their, their needs so you would see that because of that Ford took you know a lot of blows and made so many losses because of just you know the senior management not getting to understand how to you know pass down power to someone else to also you know bring in different perspectives and also allow the company to grow and it just became a problem right for does barely been able to get back to that level that it was when it started when he he came in with that very interesting uh, you know vision by the time you know different things come up people now see that oh 
we just don't want one model. It now looks trendy that we want to have different kinds of models. But you as a founder, you you now start battling that and you're like, I know best because I started this, right? So it's okay. It's okay to step down. And I also feel like as human beings, we are exposed to so many other things in in our futures and we'll be like, oh, I, I've just done something really cool last week and I think I might be very passionate about it. I might want to explore that. Who says, Sean probably might go to space and like, oh, geez, man, probably I should join the next, you know, the next astronauts and see if you can go to Mars, right? You would be so invested in that dream that probably the other things that you have been doing for the past few decades would be like, hmm, I think I've succeeded enough in that space to make the next step. So this this would be more of like a message to many founders out there that it's okay that you let go sometimes. It's okay to step down from, you know, being the the face of everything and also becoming now a, a de facto leader who leads from the back and just seeing how other people can be able to match up. Because so many people are inspired by you, right? So many people are inspired by you and they have different kinds. People think, you'd meet those people like, hey, boy, I really love what you're doing with Kudu Quanta. I think of this idea and I think it'd be a good thing for you guys. Such such kind of talent within your space should be elevated. Yeah, those are just my thoughts. Hey, you, you, brought, you brought to mind something something that I think would be good to share. I really get this feeling after my events. Mm. And I was just re-researching. <laughs> That's such a nice word. I was re-researching what the feeling is. And it's that thing of after you accomplish a task, you're in an emotional slump. Because mm. so like what you were saying is how you're very excited, you know, you you lose a sense of, so let me just bring it up. I feel you. Because um, goals can affect our overall sense of connection and purpose. So once you accomplish something, yeah. psychologically, dopamine, all that hormone stuff. <laughs> and then also like you, I just get into these slumps and I'm like, okay, that's what, imagine I just said right now, oh, I'm tired of, Sometimes I feel like, oh, someone else should run him in. But ask me this after a week. I'll tell you, uh, oh, yeah, you, you, you and I have the superpowers. Okay. Um, but it's a thing of, it happens so often. Oh. Yeah, yeah, Yuri as well, right? And I think what I've, what I've built a tendency of doing is creating like multiple baskets of not necessarily big goals, but things that I can accomplish every day, every week that re, what's it called? Rejuvenate, reignite, perfect word, Yuri. Reignite <laughs> that connection, that feeling, because it's, it's a feeling, isn't it? Um, a sense of accomplishment, a feeling of your purpose and connection to what you're doing. And I've seen it a lot with the fact that aside from running events on this side, we're running podcasts on this side. 
So I had an event yesterday, emotional slump the whole day. We do a podcast, drop it tomorrow. Oh, amazing feedback. Another event coming up. I think, I think it's, it's for people feeling like that. I think for me, I, I really had to be intentional about keeping that feeling up because accepting like the emotional slumps because you know it is very human but making sure i don't stay there for too long right um i know sean if you have anything to say before you wrap it up could you just your, your thoughts on on that have you experienced the same thing definitely um i think it's a function of you're you're very focused on the fact that or rather here's here's how i usually clear out my accomplishments and goals right they're part of a bigger picture mm. so even if i've accomplished this part it's like i right, cool you've made one step forward but there's a next one after that so it's almost like ah yeah cool this one is in the bag cool next 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 so you know when you're when you're looking at next next all the time what psychology what subconsciously you've done is you've said wow i made this big accomplishment will i be able to top this on the next run i think mm-hmm. that's why you you lose hype because it's like wow if that now was my think, f- yeah bigger. now i need to think bigger now i need to do better now i need to figure things out um i mean recently i've, I've been applying for a bunch of different opportunities whatever and even with acceptances and you know congratulations this that I'm just like okay now I have to think logistics now I have to think this this now, the word now I'm like wow then now this it's like oh you should be happy I'm like boy until I'm done with the whole thing then but then again will I will I be happy at the end of that because there's there's something next after that so I, I think that something my mom tells me a lot is you know celebrate your small wins. Because sometimes it's just like this child. Why are you? Why are you taking yourself so seriously? And you're only this age. You know, that's a, my mom is always telling me. She's like, if you're taking yourself seriously now. Now what happens when you have five children and you have, a, <laughs> you know, you, you 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 eat yourself alive before you even get there. Like chill. So yeah, to everyone that's listening to this podcast and you're out there trying to change the world, bro, chill. Like it's it's great that you're you're doing it go out and do it but recognize that at the end of the day first of all you're not doing it alone do it to the other people right if you found that hey okay it's gonna be tough to start this podcast alone find your omina and yuri and they'll hype you up and keep you afloat and you'll you'll do it you know mm. like when you make a small win celebrate it with other people share it with other people you know and and take it all in because at the end of the day it's it's all about living life and appreciating the fact that we have a life to live in the first place so yeah if, if you're even listening to this podcast you're already privileged you know like you're listening to podcasts bro who does that <laughs> like you have a phone you have internet you have you know like you have so much going for you already celebrate that you know so those are my two cents i, I hope no one is if you're right if you're in a slump right now I know there's something that you need to do next and, and, and it should be bigger and better, but celebrate the fact that you made it this far. Yeah, and I, and I think that especially for our generation, right, we, we, we really want things to happen fast 
And this has just been me reaffirming everything that I've been doing, like in DJing for the past couple of days. Because I, there's just one time when I was in front of my decks and I felt so much imposter syndrome, right? Because I, I, I couldn't, you know, you listen to other DJs and you're like, what are they doing that I am not doing, right? But, you know, I had to, you know, put all those emotions aside and also look at things from a point of logic. If there was someone who wanted to learn how to play the violin today, they would suck as hell for some time. <laughs> before 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 they could actually play like your your mom, right? And you'll be like, oh my God, this guy is so amazing, right? Or just another example, there's a, a lady who's getting into art, right? Her first fo- her first piece of art of Sean will probably look like Bonnie. <laughs> no offense, mm-hmm. Bonnie. But you you as time goes, you'll be able to see, you know, that improvement. So for all of us young people out there, I, I think if you want to change the world, if you want to impact uh, the world, or if you want to do something that is remarkable, um, also be kind to yourself. Um, that we've talked about small wins, like put them there. If If you're doing something and you achieve something small, celebrate it, right? But also be kind to yourself and understand that you can't just microwave change. You can't just sleep and then the next day everything changes because it has to be gradual and you need to be resilient enough to take it in and surround yourself with the people that celebrate you the most. And just as like, you know, Simon Cohen said, surround yourself with the people that, you know, celebrate celebrate you the most was it celebrate you the most exactly um yeah and that brings us to the very end of this episode i think we've talked a lot about buying companies and everything and i i i I hope that what we speak will be a manifestation of our words in the future that we will actually be able to, to 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 buy companies and you know create the change that we we so seek and also for you who's listening to this, um, we, we wish you the very best um, in all that you're doing. And also just, you know, be be intentional about growth, be intentional about the process. And yeah, have a lovely week weekend. Um, enjoy your weekend, rest enough, um, you know, talk to us, give us feedback on our episodes and also support us through our Patreon page um, where you can be able to commit a certain amount of funds um, that would go into helping the podcast grow and improve on its and on its outreach and quality. So thank you very much, guys, and have an amazing weekend. Cheers.